Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Is Awesome, Who's Listening? You are listening to us right now, kind of getting our yayas out, making some sounds, and and releasing and getting ready for this new episode. So Mm -hmm. welcome. And I'm Josh Liebling, here with my good friend and colleague, Diane Devone. Hey, Hi. Diane. Hey, Josh. Hi, everyone. Oh, there might be a lot of sighing today. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the theme for today. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of releasing. And, um, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and as a reminder, these are our conversations in the moment. They're not about facts. They're about discovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, I love conversations in the moment. I love being in the uh, in the organic process of what's rising, what's present, what wants to be said. And I think that that is hard for, you know, some people hard in the in the concept of it, because people like to have a container or people like to have um, a subject or, you know, that they're going to be directed. They, you know, maybe somebody's coming to the podcast and they they see the title and they want to have a real direction. Um, and then it's going to fit into kind of like a box of, of what they think it might be about. Mm. And, um, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, and like you said, what what we love is having these conversations in the moment. And um, before we were on air, we uh, just happened to talk about how it it often feels like we're improving music, like it's jazz. Mm -hmm. And I love that metaphor because it's it takes a life of its own. We start out in some rhythm where we're kind of trying to feel our way. to where we are, where we're at, where we want to go. And then it takes a life of its own. And in each episode, we do have a a title. We do have a a brief description. And that comes from listening to what we talked about in the episode and and, um, what it revolves around. And it's interesting that a subject or topic does manifest it just manifests in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's 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 built in a different way, and um, that's part of this exploration. I think it's also part of the magic. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that part of the magic. Yeah. 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 The mystery, the magic, and I, I when you were saying that, what I was thinking is that it's so interesting because we create the um, the description after we talk. So it's not that it's an idea that's created before. It's, it's really written after w- you listen to the podcast. There's something really interesting in that for me. I don't, 
know where I'm going in that, but there's just something that I find interesting. And I think what we talked about before, so maybe I'll use the word, if it's radical, you know, we talked about how do we, maybe we'll, you know, what's radical? What does radical mean? How do we want to live or even have this conversation now in, is this radical what we're doing? Is it, you know, it's out of the box of uh, what's familiar, Mm. And out of the box of the norm. Right. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them do have a, a topic or a guest for, for the episode. And, and um, I think a, a, at least a bit more structure than what we have. Right. But, but what I like about what we do is that the structure... Um, manifests itself through our conversations. So it's like all of a sudden there is that structure and it's built right before our ears, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love when you use the jazz analogy because I think of musicians and I think of, you know, drum, you know, I've been in a lot of drum circles or whatever and it's it's the music in the moment. It's it's this, you know, just... um, I think you brought it up. Improv, the improv. How do you how do you function from not having a script? And so I guess I want to pose the question to our listeners. You know, do you do you start feeling uncomfortable, or do you really like it, or have you given it any thought at all by listening mm-hmm. to us? You know, maybe this is you know we could become it could be more interactive, and then maybe just ask a question on our you know whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes or pose it as a comment, you know, because I feel like are you in contact or are you in communication with what's rising in your body, what's rising as you're listening, and if you feel comfortable or if you never even thought about it. Uh, you know that that wow! I'm just going with the flow with what they're talking about. What are they talking about? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That if you feel that that uncomfortableness uh, or excitement or even boredom, you can use that as information information as to what's rising for you in in listening. Right. Yeah, because I look at it and I go, well, what is, you know, we're all so conditioned, I think, you know, to be a certain way, to act a certain way, you know, and and then, you know, I was thinking that the other day, you know, I, I rebelled as a kid. I was very rebellious in my nature and I did a lot of things out of rebellion and out of, out of resistance. And I think that it's been a really strong um, uh let's say, teaching in my life, you know, and as I got older, then I realized why I was doing what I was doing. But this feels a bit like that, because there is something, I'm going to use the word again, radical about what we're doing, and and I love it, and you and I both love it, because we do it. And I think I just want to bring it into consciousness about this isn't the norm. I mean, you know, when I'm with people, and I, and the conversations, how do we stop and really be in the moment of what we really want to say in this moment? Hmm. You know? I, I, yeah, I do. Hmm. And that makes me think about pushing boundaries and the benefits 
of pushing boundaries, whether that the boundaries that you place on yourself or you feel others place on you. And mm. like when you when you were talking about uh, growing up and pushing past those boundaries and rebelling, what does that give us? How does that affect our experience? And is it necessary in, or, in order to, to grow and change? Mm-hmm. Or even is it necessary to learn that we want to stay the same? Hmm. I think so, it's oh yeah, go ahead. I think it's probably a combination of of all of those things. It's 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 a play it's a play with it. It's a playfulness. Hmm. Um but maybe you could speak to that like um what it resulted in in you doing it in, in your childhood mm. or, or adolescence. Well, I think what I was, what was rising is that I think everything is necessary. <laughs> you know, I think it's again the judgment that it's not or it is. I think it's the the critical voice, the judgment, the self judgment, the outside judgments, the outside rules of saying this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. Mm. You, you know, and to try to find your own way in that. And I think that, you know, what I perceived as rebellion, I mean, I reflect back on it, and I think that there was a rebellious, I I was rebelling against, um, you know, culture and, you know, I think all kids, I I think a lot of kids go through that. And through that, I I look back and I would never change any of that. I love all the things. I don't have any... um, I don't have any regrets. Oh, I think of Frank Sinatra. I'm sorry. I just was going to go regrets. I think of you. <laughs> Can't help myself. It's being That's in the moment. That's my way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think about that and I just go, I don't really have regrets because I love, I love all the things that I allowed myself to experience even when I was in an unconscious state of not knowing that I was doing things <laughs> that would maybe be perceived as harmful. Mm. So there's also a difference looking back at it as opposed to being in it, it sounds like. Mm. Wait, what do you mean? I just want to clarify. um, I mean that looking back at it now, you're saying that you wouldn't change a thing and it was what you went through. And when you were going through that phase in your life, the idea of regrets probably didn't come into play because you were just doing it. You were being you. Right. I guess I'm just saying that the, the space between them makes each makes it feel different, even though it was the same experience. While you're in it, it's, when you're in something, it's different than looking at it after time has passed. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And you talked about how you don't have regrets. Uh, I love that, that mindset and that affirmation. I, I've tried to take that on myself, and some, sometimes I, I do hold on to regrets, mm. if, if I'm honest, where I feel like if I maybe tried this or tried that, I could have had a different experience. Mm. And uh, I think we've talked about this before, where you said, where 
uh, let me try speaking for you. You can tell me if I'm accurate or not. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but I, I would assume that you would say that, um, yeah, but if you didn't do what you did, you wouldn't have had that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's all an experience, and I wouldn't have the feeling I had that I'm calling regret if I didn't have that experience. Right. It's the And I'll go back to the word again. It's judgment. We're in such judgment. You know, it's all diminishment and judgment and criticism of what we did, what we didn't do, if I did that, if I didn't do this. And I always think that those are learned behaviors. If we can, if we allow ourselves to just be in the moment of what is, be in the moment of what's happening, then I'm welcoming all of it in. But, but it's a story about what might happen or this was wrong, or this was right, or this was terrible, or this was great, that changes the dynamic, I think, of how we perceive what's happening. Yes. And to me, that seems pretty radical, to go Mm -hmm. back to radical, because so much of what we do, we describe to ourselves or with others, oh, that was good or that was bad or, you know, even how was your day? Was it a good day? Was it a bad day? Right. And to use an example, too, I think of a simple thing, like if you go out to a restaurant and uh, let's say it's your favorite restaurant and you always get the same thing, like spaghetti pomodoro. I guess that's yours. uh, Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Cool. (laughs) Um, I I could bring up. I could say your your grandfather liked his. uh, What was his dish with the? uh, Oh, the dandelion. With the dandelions, that that was one of his favorites. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But let's say I always get spaghetti pomodoro, but I'm feeling adventurous, and I try like. a uh, cream sauce that just doesn't quite hit it and I mm-hmm. regret that I didn't mm-hmm. have my favorite pomodoro that I missed out on that that is like you were saying a judgment that um, that what I did didn't result in a, a pleasurable experience mm-hmm. but another way of looking at it was I didn't like that, and that's another experience too. That that didn't taste good, mm-hmm. and I now know more that how amazing the pomodoro is. Right? Yeah, and we might think of that as being, you know, benign or, or you know, mundane or whatever. But but I look at it and say, you couldn't have known you didn't like the cream sauce unless you tried it. Yeah, and that's pushing past the boundary of what's comfortable in, in that in that delicious pomodoro right but, but you're uh, I'm a little curious to try that cream sauce yeah and then you go oh I really didn't like that cream sauce but then you go into lack you know I'm not saying you I feel like it's a generalization then the lack comes in right behind that to say oh I should have got the pomodoro I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't that I got the cream sauce you know, and I look and I go, wow, I wouldn't have known how much I really love this other if I didn't try this. That's a new way. I, maybe that is radical. It's a different way. There's no criticism in it. There's no reprimand in it. There's just saying, 
wow, I'm really glad I tried that because I would have never known. Yes. And as we speak, it sounds like there's two two things at play. There's the perspective of what happened, and there's also that pushing of boundaries, pushing boundaries in trying something new, pushing boundaries in looking at it through a different perspective. Right. Right. You know, it reminds me of what we talked about the la- you know last couple of uh, podcasts. I was talking about the workshop conference that I was going to and how right up to the moment I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. I was still having, I was a little apprehensive. And then we did another podcast where I talked about my ecstatic experience because it really was ecstatic and it was an amazing experience and I would have never known. And... I want to say, I would have been also, from this perspective, fine if I hadn't gone because it would have been a choice that I made very clearly. So I'm imagining that there might be some uh, resistance against that thought because I'll just kind of use the other side of that. Well, I could have never known that and I might have been disappointed and I might have had regrets. But what I'm saying is I was very clear that I was unsure, I was apprehensive. And then in the, in the moment that I made the decision, I was clear to go. From this perspective, I was happy that I did go. But in my body, in my thinking, I know that if I had made the decision to not go, I would, felt, I would feel pretty clear that I was fine with not going. Right, yeah. Because you were clear in how you felt, and it was very true to you. Right, right. And that's a very different way of thinking. Hmm. Do you think that? I mean, that's the way I see it. I think it's different. I think it's different, too. And I'm very curious to get your thoughts if you take it to an extreme, like um, where you have an option of... um, doing one thing or another and let's say you get into an accident or or a fight or something like mm-hmm. uh, and, and something happens that hurts you mm-hmm. based on circumstance mm-hmm. how can you rationalize that <laughs> this is a very cool question <laughs> because I look at it and, you know, this is maybe maybe it sounds kind of new age, but I'm not saying it this way because this is the way I think, you know, before all of this, you know, what's perceived as new age philosophy. I've kind of lived this way a lot in my life, but I truly believe that I'm in I'm a reflection of everything that's coming towards me. So if I'm in an accident or if I get in a, into a fight or if somebody's cutting me off, let's do the road rage thing or <laughs> whatever. I mean, I tend to not do that, but there are people that do. And if somebody is screaming at me, if I'm in the car and driving, I say to myself, wow, I'm wondering what, where I'm at vibrationally, energetically to draw that to me. Mm-hmm. So it's taking total responsibility without blaming myself or without without blaming the other person because I feel like we're in we're in connection with one another even if the person's in another car I'm still in vibrational connection with them. So I say, "Wow, what just happened? How did I draw that to me?" 
Just mm-hmm. like if I'm somewhere and everybody and I'm really happy and then there's people around me that are really kind of picking up on my vibe. I'm going, wow, this is really cool. I drew this to me. I'm drawing people that want to play with me. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, were you going to say something? Yeah. Else? Well, the 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 thing when you when you know maybe it's an easier concept to when we're happy, but maybe it's a harder concept when things go which we perceive as bad or that they can hurt us. And I I look at it and say, no, I really believe that. Not from a, you know, this way of saying, oh, I did something bad, I drew that to me, but from a way of saying, I'm in total connection and total responsibility to all of that, all of what's going on around me and in me. That's taking total responsibility for my life in a really loving way, I I believe. Hmm. And do you feel like you're bringing that experience to you or is it a combination also the universe is bringing it to you or is the universe bringing it to you because you brought it to yourself? Well, I think we're in collaboration. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I'm a match to whatever's showing up. So, you know, if somebody's road raging or whatever and I'm I'm in the lane where that's happening, then I'm saying, like I said, I'm saying to myself, wow, I'm curious as to where I've been. Where am I today? Where, what am I feeling that maybe I'm not in connection with because this has shown up in my experience right now. So I'm a match. We've kind of met each other in this vibrational world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if, like, you were to go driving and get into an accident and that um, hurt you a lot or... or or did some damage like to your arm where it was never the same? Do you feel like that's what you brought vibrationally and it's just a part of what's happening in your life? Uh, yes, I do. And I notice I hesitate because I feel like the, this really is, to me, there's, it's out of the box of of conversation or what people believe, I think. And I do, because it's a perception of I got into an accident and I got injured. And did I I bring that to me? How did I do this? It becomes a blame thing. And if I look at it and I say, I'm not going to blame myself, I was pretty much out of my body. And that might be a different concept. But I was pretty much disembodied to get into that accident in the first place. So I was already spiraling out of control in order for that, for me to meet up with that kind of violence. Mm. And that's a very different perspective. And I know that that might be not acceptable, but, you know, I always say take what works and get rid of the rest because <laughs> this is my life and this is my perspective. And it's, you know, so I'm just naming that as like a disclaimer here, you know, <laughs> just saying that this is the way I really live my life. So, you know, with all and especially when it becomes a physical thing, you know, that's the hardest thing for most of us to manage you mean I brought on this cancer or I brought on this accident or I did this to myself. I would never do that to myself. And that's a very, very different perspective. Very different. 
I, 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 for me, it's something that I would like to believe in because I feel like it's so empowering what you're saying. And I feel like sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes uh, I do get frustrated if I hurt myself doing something. Oh, I shouldn't have worked out that extra day or something like that. Um, So it's very interesting. And what I take from what you were saying as well is that it's really um, separating judgment from what's happened it's it's truly accepting what happens in your life what's what you're experiencing in your life without judgment right and something else that came up in hearing that was um there's this feeling of no judgment being with what is and and experiencing that and feeling that but how does that relate to feelings of sadness or happiness or excitement or pain? Are those based on judgment? Are those aren't aren't those inherently ju- judge part of judgments that is a judgment that from this experience I am happy? Because wouldn't being in a place of complete non-judgments be void of emotions? Hmm. That's a, I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling into what you're saying. You know, I'm feeling it. I'm taking it into my body. I'm feeling it, and I'm thinking, and I'm saying, well, what rises in me when you say that is I want to be in contact and slow it all down to say I'm feeling, I'm having the sensation of sadness right now. And I'm curious about the sensation of sadness. I'm, I'm wondering what's, what is the story or what is the experience that I'm having right now that's creating this feeling of sadness. Mm-hmm. And that would take some focus and some time to really be, again, I'm going to say embodied we have to be embodied to be able to be in contact with I feel sad right now and not let the sad be outside of ourselves, but to welcome in the sadness and be curious enough to say, I'm curious about what is rising in me that I'm having this feeling of sadness right now. Hmm. And then be able to contact what the, what the idea of sadness is what the story is around the sadness and then kind of tease apart that story Hmm. and i don't say that in a negative way i feel like this is really important to me i mean i i do this all the time because this is you know i'm a a master teasing a part of my emotional life (laughs) you know i mean this is just what i do it feels it's i'm fascinated by our emotions. Wow, me too. And there's so much in what you said. It's so interesting that, so you slow down, you stay with your body, and there's this feeling of sadness, and you go into being curious about it, seeing what story um, kind of is behind it, not saying story is negative or positive, it's just the story about it. Right. Um, 
So simultaneously, there's this emotion, and there's this your what you're opting for is not not judging it, but being curious about it. What I'm curious about also is when you delve deeper into that story, if whatever created that emotion, I wonder if it if that is based off of a judgment. And what I'm realizing as I say that is, I don't mean judgment in a judgy way when I say that. I I kind of feel (laughs) like maybe it's based on that perspective or the assigned meaning that you give a story or that the story has given onto you. Right. And maybe that's less of a judgment. It's observation. Look, to me, it seems like it's observation. I'm observing the story. Mm, I get that part. I'm curious about the story itself and what created the story. That's a great question. I mean, I look and that's the question I would ask in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's it. It's like, okay, so I'm noticing I'm feeling sad right now. And then you might have a story that goes along with the sadness. And then you you say, well, where where does this come from? Mm -hmm. And then you get deeper into the whole experience of that feeling. Right. <laughs> the deeper experience of the feeling that's within the story. Right, right. And is it history? Is that this happens and then I feel sad? I mean, we could use a song. I mean, I could hear a song from 40 years ago and <laughs> it'll evoke, sometimes that'll evoke the the memories of, oh, I'm sorry, I just got the Brenda Lee song. You probably don't know it, but it's I Want to Be Wanted. It was like from the 1950s. If I hear that song right now, I can still remember myself being, a, I don't know, 11 years old or whatever, and singing that song to all the boys that I was in love with. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a very heart-wrenching, I want to be wanted song. And mm. I was 10, oh no, 11, 12, or 13. If I hear that song today, I, that evokes an emotion in me. It evokes an, a memory in yes. me. <laughs> and then I'm in contact with that memory, with that emotion, with that feeling. And then I have a choice, present moment, Diane, has a choice to either laugh or cry or be in the moment of the memories. I could remember still being where I grew up in in Queens and, you know, just, you know, all that, all of that, the flavors of all of that rise. Mm. Yes. All that, all that stuff is inside that song. Exactly. And by you being curious allows you to make the choice. Right. And then sometimes, um, when we have trouble making that choice, if it's like really entrenched in us or if um, it's really deep, I find those moments interesting. And um, along with when you said maybe it's our history, I feel like it could also be the history of our history. It Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be one specific moment. It could be a collection 
of moments that uh, populate the story, gives it its characters, its plot, <laughs> and that, that can affect us. I love that. That's very, really rich. I really, like, was just so vibrant in the way you framed that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. And what I was talking about before, and like, if it's really deep and it's hard not to be able to make that choice, not to be curious where you're stuck in the judgment, um, I know you have a terminology for that where you talk about regression and you talk about conscious regression so I, I wonder if you could speak briefly to that mm. if we about have enough the, time yeah I'm thinking you know maybe we can maybe I'm looking and I'm saying well we're kind of yeah um, I think that that's a big topic conscious regression and being regressed so maybe yeah. we'll hold off on that <laughs> sorry everyone if you're really interested to give me in. a cliffhanger right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> Tune in next week, and we will be talking about regression. (laughs) Especially when it comes to Josh's uh, orders at Italian restaurants. (laughs) I'll I'll do some research for everyone. I'll have to to go out and order a few different things on the menu and see how I feel. (laughs) Yes. I think I want Italian food tonight. (laughs) I certainly do now. It's, It's... are you having spaghetti pomodoro? I, I've never had that, so I might have to try it. Uh, I highly recommend. I know. I'm like in my mouth. I'm kind of salivating. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Josh, uh, for this. Really, I just think they're just so wonderful and exciting and expanded conversations. I enjoy them. Me too. Thank you, Diane. I, I felt like I was really uh, spitballing a lot of questions to you today, and you were hit, hitting them out of the park. I just loved your your insights. When I th- when I throw a pitch, I know you could hit it. And oh, it- thank you. I love your sports analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have a lot of sports analogies. I don't know where they're coming from. I love it. It's so funny. But thank you. I mean, I didn't even really notice. You know, I I just love our uh, back and forth, you know, because you do it, you ask the question, and then because of your curiosity, it kind of pulls that answer or that that thought. It it invokes or uh, promotes a thought in me. And that's what I say about our expanded conversations, you know, because of the spaciousness you know we don't know what's going to rise so thank you for asking the questions yeah well, many thanks around <laughs> <laughs> we thank are very you. grateful thank you the listener we, we thank everyone after this thanksgiving especially exactly we are in gratitude we're so. in gratitude <laughs> oh so until next time until next time yes bye bye Thank you.